5021 David, we got a fender down and two GSWs to the chest. I need you to meet us at Molly's. <laughs> For the most powerful podcast on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Leroy Hawkins, and if you're not listening, you obviously ain't learning. Copy that. All sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Hey, Shy Hearts, welcome to episode 143 of Meet Us at Molly's. Tonight, we are just gonna talk about Animal Crossing. I'm just kidding. We are covering the (laughs) season one finale of Chicago PD. This is season one, episode 15, entitled A Beautiful Friendship. So it's pretty perfect that this uh, episode's called A Beautiful Friendship because, as always, you know who I am. I am joined by Bryna. She is back. We missed her very, very much. Hello, everybody. And we have a special guest. She is one of our very good friends. We love her very, very much. She is the managing editor at Telltale TV. Allison Nichols is here. Hi, Allison. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Yay. We just kind of like voluntold you. You just kind of were like, oh, I finished (laughs) season one. And we were like, and you're coming on the pod on Wednesday. And you were like, okay. So, okay. Uh, I expected it as soon as I started Chicago PD, to be honest. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, it just comes with being friends with us. Yeah, at this point. It's just, yeah, it just comes with the territory. Yeah. You know. So. It's fine. We always like to start with the news, and this week we actually have a little bit, so that's kind of nice. Um, you guys, every year, you know, Brian and I head down to Austin, Texas, for the first weekend in June for a little thing we like to call ATX Festival. It's basically TV Christmas. It's like the best weekend of the year. It is how we know our wonderful friend Allison. This year, however, it is a virtual fest. Um, we're still upset about it. You know, we're not taking Just it a well. Little bit. A little bit. We're not taking it well because for a lot of our friends, it's the one opportunity we get to see each other a year. Um, All of this to say, we've been saying for years that like, oh my God, how amazing would it be if they got a one Chicago panel at ATX? Cut to 2020 and all the crazy ass shit that's gone down. And you guys, we are getting a one Chicago panel at ATX. Like, I, yeah, I still have no words. I still can't believe it's happening. Uh, Amazing. So they're doing this panel to basically introduce Peacock. Uh, It is called A Conversation with One Chicago, and I'm doing air quotes like you guys can see me, but basically this is a conversation with Derek Haas, not Haas, Haas. He got me on that one last time we had him on. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesse Spencer and LaRoyce Hawkins. So this is going down on Sunday, June 7th at 345 in the afternoon. That's 345 Central. So math accordingly if you're on a different time zone. Um, You guys, it's it's free this year. You can register online at atxfestival.com. It is free to register. So tune in. Definitely tune in. It's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of good stuff this year. So um, ATX handed the, the schedule down, I think, a couple days ago. I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday. But what did you guys think of the schedule? I like it. I think it'll be good. I mean, there's still a lot of coming soon spots. So, like, more to come. But I'm really excited. I mean, sad that we're not going to be there for one Chicago and that one Chicago is not happening in person, but I'm really excited. I think it'll be fun. So 
Yeah, you know, they had a good mix of some like never been to ATX stuff, which I thought yeah. was Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And if you've never done ATX before, definitely pay attention to the panels because they do not shy away from the big issues. They always tackle them head on and it's always a very good conversation. So Emily's gotta be moderating this, right? Oh, she has to be. I I I I'm willing to bet that she's the reason this is happening. Oh, 100%. But as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, Emily's moderating. We're fine. Right, right. It's good. Because it's be once good. again, if you forgot, Emily Longaretta from Us Weekly does the Lord's work. So. Yep. Yes. Yes. But of course, the one year they get one Chicago, it's not an in-person festival. I know. I'm also kind of surprised they don't have someone for med. That is true. Like, they just have Derek and Jesse, so fire, and then LaRoyce from PD. But yeah, they don't have anyone for med. Interesting. I mean, I guess they could still add somebody, but right, right. just to note, there, no, there, it, there will be no med represented at this panel as of right now. I mean, I'm sure Nick would always Skype in. Nick's always pretty easygoing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we could, <laughs> we could represent med. We could Skype in. <laughs> yeah, we could definitely. We do have that. a lot of opinions, as y'all know. Especially about that show. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. So. Um, speaking of Nick, he did an Instagram live on Thursday night. Um, basically, he's doing it with, I think, a friend of his who runs a crisis center. Now, the thing I've noticed over quarantine, Nick has been very vocal about m- mental health, and I'm loving it. I'm just like sitting back like, preach, preach, Nick, preach. Um, so I just figured we would note that now it, we're recording on Wednesday. It hasn't happened yet. But just to note that if you get the chance to go back and watch it, I recommend it because Nick has been doing some good work for mental health and advocating for those who suffer um, over quarantine. It's been really good. So um, I know he challenged Jesse that um, like, how are you really challenge? And I think we're all just kind of sitting back and waiting for it because Jesse's been so quiet. I also just love that it took quarantine happening for nick to be social on instagram and twitter and stuff big time yeah the man never uses social media and then all of a sudden he's like i have nothing to do let me just uh start tweeting and but cool thanks nick it's kind of amazing and it's also really weird when nick becomes more active than jesse on social media oh yeah for real Mm -hmm. so weird just a sign of the crazy ass times we're in (laughs) but actually though but actually though so Derek's been pretty active on social media as well I mean he's always active but he is still keeping up with his Q&A's and he's been doing some Q&A's via Instagram live lately he just did one earlier in the week and the only interesting tidbit we got out of that is that the writer's room is planning to go back on June 1st so things are happening I'm willing to bet it's like a zoom writer's room but yeah it's happening but isn't NBC the only network that hasn't released their fall schedule yet? Actually, yes, they are. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think I've seen anything from NBC, right? That's right. Nothing from NBC? No, not yet. Not that I've seen. So, I don't know. I, I guess once that drops, we'll find out whether it's officially coming back. But I think that's also kind of weird. Interesting. So, Allison, have you seen anything? No, I haven't. So... Yeah. Interesting. Weird. Interesting. Uh, The last bit that Derek had posted or said that was kind of noteworthy here. 
um, he made a tweet a couple of weeks ago and somebody basically asked him what was something that he regretted doing in the early seasons of One Chicago. Um, Allison, I so hope you're at this episode yet. And if you're not, maybe just earmuffs. But um, yeah, you're not there yet. Oh, I'm sorry, Allison. Um, <laughs> Good job, Gina. I know. I warned her. I said, did I not say from the get go there was a spoiler in the news? Yeah, so yeah. when I opened the drive, I, you know, had my hand up and I scrolled down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just, just like earmuffs, maybe go grab the cat, like go torture him for a little. Um, Derek said that he regrets killing Nadia. Yeah, he should. Works. No offense, Derek. No, he totally should. Allison literally took her earbuds out. I'm so proud of her right now. <laughs> so good. Um, so I guess we won't go too in-depth about that for Allison's sake, but huh. No. Yeah, we'll speculate on that next week. We'll speculate next week, yeah. So, Allison, you can put your earbuds back in. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, that is all we've got on the news. As always, you guys know where to find us. Or not know where to find us. What am I doing? I'm, like, skipping ahead. What are you doing? And we're done. (laughs) (laughs) And we're done. So, Animal Crossing. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. (laughs) Let's retry that. Okay, so you guys know how to send us news. <laughs> and I'm about to be like, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Okay, pull it together, Gina. <laughs> okay, you know the drill. Basically, if you see something, send it to us however you'd like. Yeah, um, owl, text, email, whatever. You guys are really good about that, and we do appreciate it. Without further ado, I think it's time to move into the episode, shall we? Let's do it. Okay. Sounds good. All right, so season one, episode 15, A Beautiful Friendship. Allison, where are you at in binging Chicago PD right now? What's going on? I'm on 217. So I'm guessing this is actually like a normal season. I was very confused when season one ended at 15 episodes. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, it's done. It's a little weird. Yeah, yeah it was It was a mid-season, a it was a mid-season debut back in like 2014. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to do math, and I was like, it was post-writer strike, so I couldn't figure out what happened. <laughs> a way post-writer strike, yeah. 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 So, um, what's going on? Do you know what's going on? What is going on? I just rewatched the finale in preparation for this, so I've got to recalibrate my brain. Um, I did the Burgess and Roman and the Smuggling Ring Warehouse episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, classic. Antonia went undercover to help some vice cop that was missing who was... Oh, yeah, that's a good episode. I like that yeah. It's always nice to see different sides of things. And I think that's where it ended. I don't think I've gotten past that. Okay, okay. But I could be wrong. When you binge, it all <laughs> goes together. Okay, <laughs> so order. we know some of your early takes, because, I mean, you know, we never let a friend watch One Chicago Unsupervised. <laughs> Phyllis, what'd you say? There was a group chat made pretty, pretty fast. Pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what are some of your early takes? Who are you liking? Who are you not liking? What ships are you feeling? We know the answer, but tell everybody. I do want to preface this because I started PD because I got hooked on USA Network. I caught like mid season two, somewhere around like when... Burgess gets shot. Mm-hmm. So I watched mm-hmm. a couple episodes and then I was like, okay, I like this. And then I went back. So I had a little bit of like bias 
things I knew was going to happen. I love Rusik. Yeah. We do too. Yeah. Adorable. The Apparently, the fact that I don't like, I don't want to say don't like, but like Halstead is just kind of, he bothers me for some reason. Okay. I think, I think Barnes said that was a hot take or something in the group chat, and I was like, oh, yeah. man, am I missing a something? Bit of, it's just, he is very well loved in this fandom. I don't know if I know anyone who doesn't like him. I can't, I was trying to figure out why, and I, I don't know, like, I don't hate him. I'm not, like, rolling my eyes when he comes on the screen, like, Roman. Um, <laughs> oh. yeah. But, yeah, I just don't know. He's just not one of my favorites. I, and, That's I mean, fair. I know Sophia Bush leaves. So, I'm, yeah. like, I think a lot of it is me distancing myself from her. I'm, like, I can't get detached because you're going to go away. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And, of course, unfortunately, one of the episodes I've seen that's somewhere is when Alvin dies. <laughs> okay so you know about that yeah so i'm just like oh i like you but i can't like you because at some point it's it's not gonna go well (laughs) what are your initial thoughts of void um i wasn't sure what to make of him i think you said gina to treat him like dexter Mm -hmm. and that kind of made things click in my mind as to how to view him so he grows on me especially once you kind of see more of how he's like with his group who aren't IA moles. Um, like I like him and Lindsay or like their relationship. So that kind of helps me like him a bit more. Still not a fan of him almost killing people. Like whatever. I think it's the one before this finale is when Antonio is shot mm-hmm. and in the hospital and yeah. he's like on the brink of shoving some guy in the water. Not a fan of that, but I like him. It's probably terrible, but yeah. <laughs> no? Yeah. no. So okay, so um Brenda, I'm gonna let you start us off on this episode because I've been on Zoom calls all day and I'm just used to like blabbing forever, so I think it's probably best you shut me up. Yeah. So going back, this episode starts with Erin rushing into her friend Annie, Annie from back in the day, although we never really see her again, but Annie, her friend from back in the day. And she pulls Charlie away from Annie. And Charlie, Charlie Puglazi, is, he was introduced in shit. The episode before this? Something like that. Yeah. And basically is a friend, in quote, air quotes, a friend of Aaron's from the past who is up to no good. And he is the father of Annie's son. So they all kind of know each other from back when Aaron was not in her good place, pre-Voight. Um, and so Aaron gets Charlie away from Annie, but basically Charlie ends up blackmailing Aaron into, like, looking up something for him. And that can never be good because Charlie, again, equals no good. So then we go over to our friend Stillwell, who I really hate this IA storyline. I really forgot how much I hate the IA storyline until I go back and watch a season one episode, and I was like, this storyline sucked. Yeah. It's pointless. Yeah. Go ahead, Elson. It's like pointless. It's going to show up. It's so pointless. Yeah. I'm just like, what is your plan? And I I can never remember his name, and I watch Teen Wolf, so I just call him Peter Hale in my mind. (laughs) Was he on on Teen Wolf? Yeah, as a creepy uncle who's, like, evil, not evil. Um, (laughs) So it kind of fit with him here. I just, 
like the whole season one IA storyline kind of was weird. I wasn't sure if it was kind of forced left over from the fire introduction, but I felt like it went um, somewhere. I mean, aside from poor Jen, but yeah, I guess it it ties into the fire in that like obviously Voight was arrested on fire and then goes away for a little bit and like that's how and then he gets out and then that's how he PD comes to be, but like. They don't really get into too much of the IA stuff on fire. But, like, for me, I guess also, too, like, now going back and rewatching season one and, like, reflecting how far we've come on seven seasons of PD, like, it's just so pointless. Like, it's just so ridiculous. And it just feels like almost a different show in some ways, too. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't fit to me as much anymore. But anyway, so our old friend Stillwell, though, is around. And he basically confronts Void because he's still trying to... Voight still works for him and is trying to play dirty but not be dirty. Um, and Voight's just like, be patient and stay put and like, I'll get you your money and stuff. It's not really much of a big conversation. But then we go back to the 21st and it is Atwater's first day in intelligence. Allison, how do you feel about Atwater? I love him. Oh. I love that he shows up in a leather jacket too. Like it's like very clear transition between you know, cop to be cop. And, yeah. Yeah. And tell it's like, look, I can wear my leather jacket to work. I can look like a badass. I loved it. Yeah. I love it too. And like, I also just really love to like, Gina, you can contest to this, like Loris now and Loris then like he was such a baby back then. Such a baby. Like, it's kind of mind blowing. I'm like, wow, that is the same person. Like I can tell it's the same person, but like two very different people. What about when he comes upstairs for the first time and he and Ruzik shake hands? Like, not like the BFFs they are now, but like as, you know, acquaintances. Right. Yeah. You would have no idea all the shit that they've been through either. It's kind of, kind of crazy. It's so funny. I forgot this episode was full of a lot of really important first. Like there were a lot of, a lot of important things here that are very like vital to the history of Chicago PD. Yeah. It's like a very low key finale, but at the same time, like that does set up a lot of things too yeah um but so he takes sumner's desk tbt to when sumner was a thing for like forgot about seconds. that for two seconds um and al's like so how's Burgess taking it and he's like taking what and he's like well you're getting promoted up here when she probably perhaps deserved it a little bit more e. i mean yeah yeah he's not wrong i mean i love atwater but like he's also not wrong I refuse to pit Bergewater against each other. They are precious babies, and either one of them would have deserved it perfectly fine. That is true. It just kind of so kind of crazy to think too. Like Atwater is an in intelligence in season one, and it takes Burgess still like a. I won't spoil it for Allison, but it takes her a little while. It does. What irks me about this is how um, the the whole reason she doesn't get into intelligence is because of Ruzik. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. That does not hold up in 2020. No. No. But does anything with Voight hold up in 2020? Absolutely not. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, Antonio's back, too, but he has to work the desk. And he's like, but Voight. And Voight's like, yeah, no. <laughs> you have to work the desk. Um, what about uh, the, the moment with the walker when Jay's like, we got you something. And Adam comes out oh, with the yeah. walker. That's a classic moment, PD moment. I feel like, and, and if you look at that moment, too, when Jay's just like, oh, we got you something, and then he and Antonio are, like, playing around and goofing, it's such a lighter version of Jay. Yeah. 
What's well, a lighter version of, like, everybody? Yeah, that's I mean, true. A, because they haven't gone through all the shit that they've been through in the last seven seasons, too. But it's also just a very reminder, a reminder, too, of the tone shift in PD and how light it was in season one, two, three, a little bit of four, but four is the big kind of shifting point. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, that would never happen right now. No. On, like, season seven, eight of PD, that would not happen. So this is happy times. Yes. Because that much. felt, like, uncharacteristically happy. I was like, look, they're so cute. You really were all depressing. And Okay. I'll put yeah. The early PDF seasons have a much, like, there's definitely a little more comedy. Not that it's a comedy, but, like, a little more comedy in them. Like, when they got a new showrunner and, like, the writers changed in season five or, like, around season four, season five, like, you can definitely tell the tone shift. And that's something that would not happen in these later seasons, like, at all. At all. No. At all. There is no <laughs> laughing on Chicago PD. <laughs> no. Like, no. ever. Yeah, no, no ever. Um, I feel like nobody ever cracks a smile on that show now. Yeah, I'm literally trying to think of even the last time I could think of, like, a happy moment. Probably. Uh, I can't even tell you, because Allison... I know, I don't want to, yeah, I know. I don't want to spoil it for her. No, me I'm neither. Trying to figure out what I got myself into now. Oh. <laughs> just depression on the horizon. You here. got yourself into all of the feelings. Yeah. It'll be fun, Allison, we promise you. Yes. It'll be a good ride. Um, it's worth it. So, you will uh, hear about it, so. Yeah. And we it's are always fun. just one all caps text away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Antonio is back, too. Um, so intelligence gets called to a robbery at a construction site and basically some ex- water gel explosives were stolen. I didn't even Google that, but like, I don't know what the fuck a water gel explosive is, but. So Al, Al mentions it cause Ruzik's got the same reaction. Ruzik's like, what? It's something used for mining. Like, I think it's something that you like throw down in the mine to like clear a pathway or clear space. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. It's just like you see water gel and I'm like, what the fuck is water gel? Anyway. um, And basically, so some of that was stolen and a dead security guard is found. So not good. So we go back to the 21st and Aaron goes to Jen and she asks Jen to look at some city blueprints and pull some stuff for her. And that is just clear that that is what Charlie wanted from her. But that's all we know. We don't know really what they're for yet at this point. We just know... Jin has to look up some blueprints. And Jin's like, okay, sure. I also just, like, every time I watch this episode, I'm like, oh, yeah, Jin. Like, I literally forget Jin exists, like, all the time. Same. Like, all the time. Same. Um, yeah. So they're at the 21st, and they're discussing the case, and Jay mentions that he has a CI that he can talk about it, talk to about getting some blasting caps and deck cords. Again, I don't know what the hell that actually is. Just things that you need to blow shit up. Bingo. <laughs> exactly. That's all I got. With the water gels. Yeah, with the water gel explosive. I don't know how that all works, but whatever. Um, and Kevin mentions, he's like, oh, I think I can lean on a guy I know from the gangs. And Boyd's like, oh, you should take Al with you. And Kevin's like, no, I'm going to ride solo. And Al's like, what, because I'm white? And Kevin's like, yeah, basically. Um, it's just a classic scene and like Kevin's just so in over his head at this point it's just like so cute to see because like 
now the tables would be so turned. It's just fun to go back and watch these kind of things. It would be fun um, to compare a scene from this episode to like one from the the sort of finale we had for season seven. Yeah, wild. We'll talk about a transformation Tuesday. <laughs> but actually, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aaron asked Antonio, she's like, hey, I can't do this anymore, but like, I need you to go pick up Nadia from rehab because Nadia's getting out of rehab, finally. Oh my gosh. I know. Little baby Nadia coming out of rehab. So Kevin goes, Kevin and Al go to meet this guy that Kevin knows and basically ask him to introduce him to Copeland Briggs. And this other guy is like kind of hesitant at first, but ultimately agrees. So Kevin took a meeting to get another meeting. <laughs> and at one point when they come back, it's like, that's all you did. And Al's like, yeah, but it was worth it. Like, it's going to work out. Um, also, Burgess gets her new partner and he is legitimately the worst. Oh, big time. I don't even remember his name, but like he's the worst. So we see the scene and they're in the car and he starts taking a nap on the job. Like, who are you, bro? Like, I don't even know. And then he they go and they get called to this like robbery in progress and they stop in and Burgess is like notices it when he doesn't even. And she he just like he's just such a lazy person and I Burgess has no shit for it and I can't handle it either. It was I like funny. that he gets a sandwich, though. Yeah, yeah, he gets the actual sandwich. It's just like, what are you doing, bro? So funny. And also, like, how did that guy know where to get the sandwich from? Like, he was robbing it. He didn't even work there. No. I guess everyone knows how to make a sandwich, but, like, still, I just... Burgess can't handle his shit, and I can't either. I'm over it. It's funny, because Brian and I are both binging The Rookie right now. Like, full speed yes. ahead, just, like, flying through it. And... I got such Lucy vibes from Burgess in this whole episode. I was just like, oh, she's just like Lucy. I know. I can't wait until we talk about it. Until we both so we can talk about it. Um, But yeah. So Jay and Adam go to meet with JCI. And JCI is none other than Mouse. Mouse. Allison, have you met? I mean, obviously you met Mouse in this episode. But has he come back yet? Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember if you had hit that at point yet or not. Um, he's less, I forgot how, like, not scatterbrained, but he was, like, he's very jumpy in this one. And he seems, yeah. like, more put together when he comes back. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, we don't really know why, like, I don't really understand why still to this day, and I've seen this episode many times, why Mouse is the part, like, how Mouse would know have the connection to the debt cords and like why mouse is the person that Jay meets with. Like, I don't really understand that still. Like why? I don't know. Doesn't still make sense to me, but I, I, I definitely wonder about mouse's past life that like he was, you know, he had the hookup for explosives and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the, the whole reason he starts working for Jay is because he was JCI. Like that was the beginning, but the connection to Charlie is also pretty funny. Cause remember mouse has a crush on Aaron. So it, it kind of begs the question, oh. like, did he know her before everybody else did because of Charlie? Like, how does this all work? What What's the backstory here? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, like, I doubt, too, when they wrote this episode, I don't think they knew that they were going to bring Mouse back eventually later mm-hmm. in season two. Right. So it's, like, kind of this episode almost is kind of, like, maybe an isolation from, like, the rest of the Mouse that we know. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. I just love Mouse and I miss him. I miss him so much. Yeah. Anyway. Don't get attached to him either, Allison. Noted. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my heart where I can. Yeah. 
So Mouse arranges a meeting with his guy, who, as it turns out, is none other than Charlie Puglazy. Because, of course, he is. He when that happens. Yeah. And as soon as he sees, Jay sees him, Jay's like, you can just see it in his eyes. Jay's like, oh, fuck, here we go. And they have a little bit of back and forth. And then ultimately Jay and Adam leave. And Adam's like, who the fuck is that? And Jay's just like, yeah, I met him with Aaron. What he said, duh. Like, trying to keep it cool, calm, and collected. But inside Jay's like, protective mode and like, freaking out. So they get back to the 21st and he pulls Aaron aside and he's like, how do you want me to play this? And Aaron's like, it's my problem. Like, you know, you don't have to handle it. And he's like, and Jay asked her, she's like, what does this guy have on you? And she's just like, it's bad. And he was like, what does Voight always say? Tell him the truth so he can lie for you. Classic Uh, moment. Classic iconic scene, because that's a line that we still reference to this day. Yeah. And just like, too, like, I mean, like, at this point, it was so ingrained in them that, you know, Voight says, like, tell me how you want to handle this. And, like, I will lie for you. I just need to know the truth and what I'm dealing with. And it's just classic PD. Classic. Yeah. So Jin gets caught outside to meet with Stillwell. Because, remember, Jin is also has his own side deal with Stillwell in addition to Voight's deal with Stillwell, and Jin is supposed to be a mole for Stillwell and the rest of IA getting dirt on Voight. But it's totally against Jin's will. Yes, Jin does not want to do it. It's because Stillwell has some stuff on his dad and his dad's gambling issues and has basically said, I will keep that quiet if you do this for me. So that's where we are with that. And Jin tells him about Aaron sniffing around for blueprints and still was like, okay, whatever. And then, like, they leave. And then, but Voight sees Jen walking back and asks him to go for a ride. And where do they go? The fucking silos. No. Is that the first appearance of the silos? I meant to go back and look. Oh, no. The very first scene of the pilot is at the silos. I thought so. I didn't think it was, but I couldn't remember. I haven't seen a lot of season one in a while. But we haven't seen the silos in, like, forever. I know, I doubt they, I don't know why they don't film there, but I wish they would. I hope the silos are still there. I would assume so. I mean, I hope so. I don't know, it's a great question. Um, But Voight, of course, confronts him because Voight is pissed. And Voight's like, you violated my number one rule, blah, 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 and basically gets in Jin's face. And Jin's like, I'm on your team, I swear, blah, 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 I'm on your side, I will do anything, blah, blah, you know that kind of conversation he's like really rough with Jin too like to like we he was not that rough with adam when adam got like snuffed out yeah but this too i mean like i feel like voight's changed a lot you know so that's like a very different voight like this is i mean early season one voight it's like harsh shit that's a good observation there do you think voight has gotten harder or softer over the years i don't know I don't know. I don't want to spoil Allison. So I'm not going to say my comment. Um, But I don't know. It's a great question. Something we can definitely debate Mm -hmm. on a future podcast. But I don't know. Um, Gina, you want to take it from here? Sure. So over at rehab, Antonio picks up Nadia. And she gives him some crap about, you know, getting in the car. She's just like some random cop comes and picks me up. Like, seriously. But, you know, 
Nadia goes back to the district and everything's fine. Do you remember that brief period of time in season two where some people shipped Antonio and Nadia? I was just about to make a comment about how I kind of wish that had been a thing. So, no, I don't remember that because I was not around back then. But I kind of wish I was rewatching this. I was like, oh, if they'd ever gone there, could have been here for that. Mm-hmm. Better than anything else Antonio ever got. And, I mean, I love Nadia, but, like, I could have really been here for that. <laughs> I like how you just kind of slipped that hot take in there. That, but that's completely true. Better than anything Antonio ever got. But, yes. <sighs> Antonio, Antonio, Antonio. Allison, how do you feel about Antonio? I like him more than Jay. (laughs) I feel like his family drama comes out of nowhere in this episode, so it was kind of weird. Big time. Yeah. Um, I I feel like you don't see him, like his stuff with Nadia, I thought was really awkward. The call, like by the car, just like, what is this? I think Antonio could also sometimes be described as an awkward person. Yes. yes. Like, very much so. Um, yeah. I think also just knowing, too, what Antonio goes through and kind of, like, the way he eventually, like, his stuff happens. I'm just like, Antonio deserved better. And, like, Nadia was turning her life around. And I just, I could have, I would have liked to see them yeah. if they ever went there. Yeah. And the other weird thing about Antonio's family drama is that over on Fire, um, Gabby would say repeatedly, she would just be like, yeah, my brother and his wife have the strongest relationship I've ever seen. Cut to the end of season one, and Laura's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, I'm leaving. Yeah, that did not hold up. It's not even like an I want a divorce, it's I'm taking the kids and we're just leaving. Like, no notice letter. I was like, so this is all because he went back to work? Like, what am I missing here? Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. And every time Unfortunately, comes... not much. Yeah, not much. Not much at all. Every time Laura comes back, it's 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 bad. Oh, God. It's bad. Noted. Yeah. I think uh, his daughters come back once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Up, You'll see I'm the kids at. every now and then. But you will never hardly see Diego because Petey doesn't like to recognize Diego. I don't know why. Fire recognizes Diego more than Petey does. I don't know why, but <laughs> that is the way that goes. PD was like, we kidnapped him. You can have him now. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's, it's funny. Poor kid. So, funny. Funny. so uh, Nadia has to basically find a real job. She wants it to be one that she's proud of. She has this really great moment with Aaron where, you know, they're in the office and Aaron's just like, listen, Nadia, like, don't break my heart again. And she's like, I won't. I promise. Little do we know it's foreshadowing. But, uh, it's just a sweet moment between them, and it's almost like it's sort of full circle, right? Because Voight was the one who found Aaron when she was young, and, you know, now Aaron's doing the same thing for Nadia. It's just a real poetic, nice moment. So yeah, Aaron goes into Voight's office, and she comes clean about the Charlie and Annie thing. Um, like, vaguely comes clean, because I think we're supposed to infer what happened, right? Yeah, she never actually says, oh, by the way, this just... It's implied that she was involved in this mess. I think Annie killed the Sandoval guy and Aaron hid the body. Yeah, I mean, we know that for a fact that Annie killed the Sandoval guy because she says as much. And Aaron's like, I'm not going to let Annie go down for that. I'm not going to separate her and the son. Like, I will take the blame for that. 
So I think as much as like Annie t- killed him, whether Aaron hit the body, I don't know, but I think Aaron's hit a couple bodies in her life, so I'm not surprised if that's what she did. Oh yeah, no, she definitely has experience hiding bodies, and you know, who knows yeah. what Voight's count is of people he's killed? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. I got it. I know a few, but I don't know that many. I feel like every time a perp like disappears and goes missing, like Voight definitely murdered him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Dexter, Probably. right, Allison? Yep. Yeah. I've never seen Dexter, so I don't know but what you're talking about. But he ba- Dexter basically murders people, but he only murders really bad people. Like, people who've committed, like, really heinous, just disgusting crimes. Got it. So people who deserve it. Yes. yes. He chops them up, and then he takes them on his little boat and dumps them into the ocean. Almost like a human death penalty? In some ways? In some ways. Oh my god, Void is like Chicago Dexter. Like, he probably does all of that. No, yeah. was by the water with that one guy in season one. The water? Yeah. Like, like the plastic? Up into- yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Void's definitely, the body count on Void is definitely high. Oh yeah. Oh, big time high. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> Void knows what his count is? No. That's a good question. I'm I'm willing to bet no. And I'm willing to that's probably why he was so upset with Upton this season, um, was because he's like, You can't become a serial killer. That's my thing. <laughs> probably. There's only one Dexter in Chicago. It's <laughs> and it is me. And it is me. Oh my god, he's totally Chicago Dexter. <laughs> Epiphany. Anyway. Yeah, so Aaron explains to Voight everything that's going on, and Voight's just like, it's fine, it's fine, don't worry, like, you'll be okay. And so after Aaron comes clean, Antonio comes clean, because um, Voight's got him stuck on the desk, he's not happy about it, and he just kind of snaps at Hank, and it kind of highlights the Hank and Antonio relationship, because, like, I feel like Hank cares about Antonio in the same way he cares about Aaron. What do you think, Brenna? At this point, yes. I don't know if I would say that holds up through six seasons. Um, but at this point, I think so. Because at this point, wait, Anto- is Antonio, do you think Antonio is Hank's right-hand man or is Aaron Hank's right-hand man? Uh, they're both. Okay, right-hand I, woman. Well, yeah, Aaron's his right-hand woman, Antonio's his right-hand man. Okay, but yeah, so I think at this point, definitely yes. I will. don't think it holds up, but I think at this point, yes. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, he just explains, he's like, Laura wants me to quit my job and for us to move out closer to his, uh, Laura's sister. You know, he's struggling with it. And Hank points out something interesting. He's like, your family's been through a lot too. Which like, Diego got kidnapped. And then Antonio got shot again. Because don't forget, this is not the first time he's been shot. He got shot way early on in fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. TBT, man. TBT. TBT, yeah. Um, Allison, Antonio gets introduced to us, like, in the very beginning of Fire. And, like, we meet him, and then he gets shot. That's about it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. I forgot about that, man. Like, his initial partner. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember you. And I was like, oh, that's why. Got it. Rest in peace, Jules. Yeah. Yeah. She was in the yeah. backdoor pilot. 
as with Scott Eastwood, which I will always bring up because Scott Eastwood. Yeah, they almost had Scott Eastwood. What a show that would have been. Different show. Different show. Totally different show. And Atwater was in the backdoor pilot. Yeah, he was. Um, So good. Memories, man. They'll have to cover that eventually. Yeah, we really, really covered that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, so Aaron goes to meet Charlie, gives him the blueprints, and he asks another favor of her. He's just like, yeah, call in a shooter at this place at 12. Like, okay, whatever. Meanwhile, Kevin, little baby Kevin, on his first day in intelligence, he's like leading the undercover op here. And so he takes Jay and Adam to his meeting with Copeland Briggs, and they're in there maybe two seconds before Jay just kind of takes charge of the whole thing. So Copeland's like, who are you guys? And there's like a beat. And then Jay just is like, cops, we're cops. And Kevin looks at him like, the fuck, dude? What are you doing? Yeah. And so they... Go ahead. No, go ahead. So... They're walking out, and Kevin's just got the the what-the-fuck look on his face, and Jay just goes, Atwater, sometimes the badge is mightier than the BS. Which is totally not the Jay we know now. No. Not at all. Not at all. Again, it's just kind of crazy. I love doing these old episodes, because they've changed so much. Like, I I love it. Yeah, big time. I also love Ruzik's season one hair. Like, it's kind of, like, swept back, but it's also kind of, like, sticking straight up at the same time. Yeah. Allison, I'm really curious now that we're kind of talking about Jay a little bit. Like, is there something specific you don't like about him? Like, I'm just very curious. No, I don't know. He just bothers me. And maybe, I'm trying to think, maybe it's because I had, I don't want to say made my peace with Voight, but like, I got into the Dexter mindset and this is what it was. And then Jay was trying to be all like mighty about it. Like, no, no, you didn't do this. I'm like, shut up, you're your boss. <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. That's so interesting because I almost oh, no. kind of feel like I kind of like personally because I sometimes have a hard time buying into Voight. I'm like, really, Voight? Like, you can get this far. I kind of like Jay and Antonio a little bit because Antonio does this a little bit too. Like, having the balance of, like, someone to call him out and, like, that's not completely under Voight's. Thing, but then at the same time, like you say, it's like, oh, he is your boss, and like you are supposed to learn from him, and that's a dynamic we talk about a lot too. Of like, how do you move forward as like a cop and like become a better cop when like the person who's teaching you everything is like not a great cop? Oh, not 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 a great cop, but like not necessarily an ethical cop himself. Yeah. Jay has his whole stalking that one pedophile oh, yeah. or whatever. So it's like you're, I mean. To my knowledge, he hasn't murdered anyone at this point. So it's like, he's a little better than Voight, but it's like, he's not like a straight by the book cop. That's true. I don't think any of them are, though. No. I mean, Rusik had a chance for like half a second because they pulled him from the academy, but that was gone. (laughs) He makes some comment to Jay, I think after they come back from the Charlie thing about like, you know, like, I'm not new on the job. We both get our knuckles dirty. And, I'm, and I was curious how, how long you think he's been on the job at that point. Because he is technically still new. How long Adam's been on the job at that point? Yeah. A couple months, maybe? Probably. Uh, I was it's not been that long. I didn't, it didn't feel like a lot of time had passed. Yeah. Like, so if he's, he's new and he's already making comments about getting his knuckles dirty... 
Not that he's done anything horrible for Jay well, to be all little mighty. He's like, come down. And, like, I think, too, I think maybe that comment partially comes from, too, the fact that, like, intelligence, or at least this team in intelligence, is, like, a fairly newly formed by the time the pilot has started. Like, they kind of all just come together. And, like, Aaron and Jay even have that conversation, too. I think it may be even the pilot, where they're talking, and Jay's like, well, I've been on the job longer. And Aaron's like, well, I've been in this unit longer. So, like, maybe because they all relatively started in intelligence at the same time, Rusik feels like they're on the same playing field. Although, as a cop, like, Jay has been on the job way longer than Rusik has. Um, so, I don't know. But, yeah, I did find that comment interesting, too. Yeah. There's also- I also don't understand what intelligence means in this unit. like <laughs> <laughs> So like, what do you? What does the intelligence unit mean? Like, what cases do you guys do? I don't understand. I just kind of go with it. <laughs> yeah, they kind of take on a little bit of everything. Like, they could take on a murder. They could take on a drug operation. They can take on I don't even know what else they've taken on. But I feel like honestly, most of the time it has to either do with murder or drugs. But yeah, it nobody really knows. I don't even know what <laughs> intelligence does in the normal world, but. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, Allison, though, I think you might come around to Jay. I think the more time that goes by, you'll come around. I feel like it. I still feel like, especially with season one being shorter, Mm -hmm. not that it was like 10 episodes, but it's like, I got a lot more to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. And I mean, like I said, it's not like Roman where he just, like, you want to punch him. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's. There's still a chance. For the record, I... for the record, Allison came to this realization about Roman all on her own. <laughs> I said nothing. Yeah. Bryna said nothing. <laughs> we did not influence this at all. No, not at all. Roman. Not at all. No. I know. It's fun reading your text to whatever I'm watching. Cause I'm like, okay, are they hiding something from me? Cause it's all very like, no, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. They're agreeing, but they're not giving me any more information, <laughs> which is yeah. what you want. But yeah. it, it makes it interesting when you come to a conclusion about it later on. You're like, oh, okay, I, I see what happened. Got yeah. it. Yeah. I also just really love that you're unspoiled. I mean, besides like the few episodes like you've seen here and there because of like USA marathons. Like, I just love that you're unspoiled because by now I feel like if I were in your shoes, I would have looked up like, all this information on Wikipedia and been like, oh, this happens, okay, I'm not gonna get attached to this. Like, I just spoil myself so much, and I just, it's a bad viewing habit, but I do. And so I just love that you're actually, like, unspoiled for the most part. Like, it's so fun. <laughs> I know, I've been trying, like, I was trying to, because when it's cop show, you know everyone's last name. Right. And so, like, like that Adam is like, is still, like, weird to you. thing in my mind. And so I was trying to, like, when taking notes for this, I was like, oh, but what's his full name? I was like, I can't Google this. This won't end well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will not end well at all. No. So I called Stillwater Peter Hale in all my notes. I was like, we're just not gonna. <laughs> Who knows what will happen if I Google. I always I make a it. rule for myself to never go onto a show's IMDb page until I've finished it. Um, nope. And the times that I've, like, gotten ahead of the game uh, and been like, no, fuck it, I need to see this. I've, I've definitely been spoiled. The 100 is like the main example there because, Allison, you watched The 100, right? Yeah. Okay, so the early seasons with Finn, um, 
I like started the show and I was like, let me just go check this out because I'm enjoying this, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like thin, like 20 episodes. And I was like, that can't be right. And then the next episode, guess what happened? So, yeah. That was me with Buffy when Angel died. I was like, what? I look it up. I'm like, David Morganis, you're on like, you know, X amount of episodes. You get a spinoff. Like, what do you mean you died? And I was like, oh. Okay. I also did that with Tara. That's why I never Google. When she first came in, I Googled her and it was like, Tara dies, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was like, ah. It was like three episodes or three seasons from where I was. I was like, this is fine. Yeah. That's why I don't. <laughs> Following the actors on social media, that's a dicey one too. Um, mm-hmm. The Spanish show that I'm still watching, I got a little bit spoiled there because of that one. Um, so yeah, you just it, it, it's it's rough, but you got to be careful. Social media, man, it's the best and it's the worst. Yeah. Spoilers everywhere. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers. So intelligence basically goes to where, um, yeah, I didn't skip. Okay, so intelligence goes to where Charlie's basically planning to knock off the jewelry store, and they arrest him. Um, but he tries to throw Aaron under the bus. I mean, they arrest him and he's like, I want to report a murder from this date, blah, blah, blah. And Voight's just like, shut up and get in the car. Like, just, just go away. Nobody actually cares right yeah. now. Nobody asked you, just like, go away. And so Aaron questions Charlie and tells him that she's going to say that she killed Sandoval, not Annie. And Charlie's like, you let Voight run me out of town with nothing. And Aaron basically convinces Charlie to come clean about Radner. Radner is the guy who um, hired. Copeland gave them. Yeah, it's the guy Copeland gave them, basically. So, um, of all people, basically, Nadia is the one who helps them find this location and find Radner. Because uh, it's this place called BY, and everybody's like, the hell is that? And it's some place where she used to work that was like behind the yards or something like that. And so they go to the back of the yards to get Radner. And this is where we get that super iconic Linstead scene. Um, Yeah. There's so many like important moments in this episode. Like a super, super iconic Linstead scene. With another line that we still quote to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So basically... Jay finds the guy in the truck. He's got a gun and he gets up and there's another guy with a gun pointed at him. So Jay's just like, well, shit. But Aaron's behind him and takes the guy out. And that's the that's why you have backup moment. My heart. Yeah, because Aaron's like, thank you for everything. And he's just like, that's why you have backup. And I just like every time I watch a Linstead scene, I'm like, oh, fuck. I know. I miss them. I mean, you know, we've had like a conversation, whatever. We're not going to go there. But like, I do miss them. Yeah, same. I do miss them. Same. Brandy, you want to close this out? Yeah. So basically, the last few scenes start with kind of like, it's like a, a montage. It almost becomes like a montage in some ways. And Voight, like, starts with Voight meeting Stowell. And they just kind of have a conversation. Voight's like, there's a lot of ways this relationship can go. Voight gives him some of the money that he just took off the street. Then we switch over to Jin calling his dad. And Jin's like, Dad, you have to pack everything up and, like, get out of Chicago. And he's, like, hurriedly trying to transfer some files to a jump drive and, like, puts it in a mailing envelope. Which, honestly, I don't think I've noticed the first time I ever watched this episode. And it's only, I feel like I notice it now because I know how that episode plays out. Like, the first episode of season two plays out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think I really ever paid attention to that prior to that. Hmm. Prior to, like, rewatching it. Um, And then we get another iconic moment in PD... Adam goes over to Kim's apartment 
And he just appoints to apologize to her. And he's like, you're a really good cop and you're going to get your shot again soon. And then he's like, I like you. I know you know that. And then we get the first Bruzik hookup ever. Aww. They're so cute. They're so I love cute. them. They're so cute. Allison, let's let you kind of unload on Bruzik because we know you love them. I do. I realized while I was rewatching it, like she makes a lot of the first moves. She kisses him in whatever episode that was. Mm-hmm. And then... Like, he does say that he likes her, but she's the one that goes to him. And I kind of really like that she's allowed to to make that initiation. And, yeah, they're adorable. I love them. I knew they were a thing before I restarted, so I just kind of waited. Waiting for it. Oh, yeah, because you start, if you started with her getting shot, then, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, definitely- and, I mean, like, her texting him a picture of that her deadbeat partner sleeping. I was like, oh, oh yeah. they're so cute. I did like Jay when Jay shot him a look after Eurythics, <laughs> like, oh, look, Burgess is this amazing. Jay's just like, <laughs> They are, Burzik is, Burzik's a ride. That, that it, It's a ride. Is that a good way to, to describe it, Brenna? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a ride. Burzik is a ride. But it's a never ending ride, which is good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's still going. <laughs> It, it is still going. It, it, forever. It's Energizer Bunny. <laughs> Just... It is. Yeah, I definitely picked up some steam this past season again, and it is it is still going. They're such babies. Yeah. I'm trying to gauge a lot from both of you right now. As you <laughs> There's <laughs> so much I want to tell her. I just want to open up everything, and, like, I can't we yet. We can't, but we can't. It is, it's a bumpy ride. Let's put it that way. It is a bumpy ride that never ends. Okay. That yeah. never ends, I like. At least for now. Yeah. 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 And make uh, her it tired. Not yet. And Patty and Marina, like, off camera are just, like, besties and adorable and funny as can be. So. Yeah. They're, they're pretty awesome. great. Yeah. Pretty, pretty great. Um, and then Aaron is at Annie's house. And she apologizes for letting Charlie back in. And Aaron's like, you know, I'm sorry. People don't change. Like, you know, he didn't change. And she's like, but you did. And I was just like, oh, yeah, Aaron did change. Aaron's come a long way. Aaron did have a nice character development while she was around. But unfortunately, we didn't get to see more of it. Um, And then we kind of alluded to this already. But then we go to Antonio's house. And he comes home from work and basically finds a note from Laura, which we don't see what the note actually says, but as we all know, Laura basically leaves him, took the kids. Um, yeah, not good. Not good at all. Nope. And then Voight, the episode ends with Voight being called to meet Stillwell at the silos because they found Jin's body, which, like, dun-dun-dun-dun! Oh, poor Jin. Yeah crazy crazy ride we hardly knew him but like we literally hardly knew him yeah and like nobody ever talked like i don't after his like murder is solved i don't honestly know if they've ever mentioned him ever again (laughs) they really haven't and like it's to the point now if you mention Jin to anybody the very first words you're gonna hear is oh Jin." yeah 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 like Honestly, too, it's kind of wild, but, like, there are certain guest stars or, like, reoccurring characters on PD that get way more love and recognition than Jen does. And Jen was a main character for a whole season. It's true. It's completely true. 
Like, I'm thinking mainly, like, Nick Wexler, who comes on for, like, five episodes. Like, he gets way more love than Jin ever does. Yep. Yep. We still want him to come back. And we're not the only people in the fandom who do. Yeah, I know. I would love for Nick to come back. I don't think it'll ever happen, but, you know. Mm, Please? I know. But, like, it's just kind of crazy. Like, there are people, like, more memorable guest stars and, like, reoccurring characters than Jin, who was technically a main character. Right. Right. Poor Jen. Jen. I know. Poor Jen. I know. What did you think of the outcome of this, Allison? Of the Jen murder? Yeah, and and what we find out in 201. Oh, goodness. I thought it was just a very weird... Like, it kind of ties into what Brian was saying. The whole IA storyline was just very weird. And there's a murder. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Oh, and then, you know, the IA guy did it. (laughs) That's fine. <laughs> I didn't really yeah. care, which is terrible. She's all a mess. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of accurate. Hey, Brianna, do you think Allison will come around by 301? What, on Jay? Yeah. If she, I don't, I don't know. 301's a lot. 301's a, a lot. 301's a lot. I just had that thought. I had to ask. That's funny. So. Any other notes about the season one finale of Chicago PD? It's kind of crazy to think that this was the finale only because I feel like they should have honestly probably ended it on the Pulpo stuff. And I kind of wonder why they didn't end it on the Pulpo stuff. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like that would have been a cool arc to see, like, it start with Pulpo and, like, end with Pulpo. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I think that just would have been cool, like, season-wise. So I kind of really don't understand why they didn't. But, like, it's a fine finale. Like, it's kind of pretty quiet for the most part until you see Jin's body. So, like, until, like, the last moments. But it's a fine finale. I don't know if I have a favorite finale, but it's not, like, my least favorite finale. Most PD finales are, like, agonizing. So, I'll take this one. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So, Allison, what do you think about this episode? I also, like, especially as I realized it was a finale, I was kind of like, oh, that's it. Because, like, they, even in season one, they show, like, with the pole post stuff that they can do, like, really, like, investing, gripping stuff. And then this is how it ends. And you're used to, especially cable shows, the finale being intense and all the stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is, like, a little bit of a whimper. There's like, oh, and murder, and then done. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just kind of an oddball especially when you think back to finales of like see more recent seasons i'm like oh like it's fine it's not terrible but it's not the best one either is it me or does chicago go bigger on the mid-season finales than they do the season finales (sighs) yeah i mean there's some pretty big season finales though think of the pattern gina i'm not going to spoil allison but what is the pattern with finales yeah, the pattern. Everybody knows the pattern. We just can't say it for Allison. Um, yeah. We broke the pattern this year, technically, maybe, kind of. I mean, but not on purpose. But I'll take it. This finale was great. This is honestly, prob- that one was probably my favorite one. Oh, big time. It was so good. Yeah. So, oh, Allison, you've got so much ahead of you. We're so excited for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. So, I'm excited and nervous. Oh, yeah. Just, just. <laughs> Just Wait, Allison, to... so do you have plans eventually? Okay, I have two questions for you. One, since you've been watching, have you been watching, like, the crossover parts or just the PD parts? 
Just the PD. Um, Have you been lost? No, Just I think the PD I messaged Gina for the first one, the one with um, Burgess's, like, niece. Uh-huh. I was like, I was like, it seems like they just showed up. I was like, did I miss anything? Do I need to watch it? And she was like, no. So I'm yeah. sure as they get more complicated, I'll have to uh-huh. go back. Oh, I didn't care enough about the, because what they had an SVU one. Yeah, that's the It was funny. like somebody SVU episode and then PD again. And I was like, mm, okay, I don't care. <laughs> do you have any plans to watch any of the other ones? Or do you want to just start with PD and then see how it goes? I'm just curious, not trying to pressure you. I started, I watched Fire when it began because I watched House and Jesse Spencer. I don't mm-hmm. remember how far I got before I realized I didn't care about some of the, like the, like for House, it was the patients and right. you know, they kind of like, yeah, they don't matter. So when they started kind of doing that with the victims and things on Fire, and I was like, I don't, that's why I don't watch Grey's Anatomy. I don't care. So I don't know if I'll get back into it. I haven't. The med people that I've seen, they haven't stuck out to me. But I've also not watched any of the med episode crossover parts. So that could change with the crossovers. I'm open to it. But. Just curious. Because I haven't asked you that yet. So just curious. Brenna, I can already think of the one crossover she should watch all three parts of. Infection? No. Um, the one crossover she should watch all three parts of. The one we did the Insta Live for. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. You've, I think she's coming close to that, too. Yes. I like how we're talking about Allison like she's not even here. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think she is. Let me Google this and find out. Uh, but yeah. So the last thing we want to touch on, we've just kind of been doing this lately just because, again, it's quarantine and we miss our people very much, but you can only watch so many episodes, right? Um, we like to just kind of go around and talk about what we're binge watching right now. So, Brenda, what are you binging right now? I mean, The Rookie. Like, everyone in the One Chicago world, I feel like, has been watching this. So Gina bought season one and I was like, well, she was like, I bought it with you in mind too, Brian. And I was like, well, okay. So I started watching. Gina was ahead of me at one point, and then I, like, flew past her. Um, so now I'm almost done with season two, and it's just so good. It's just yeah, so good. It's so, so good. It's so um, good. We definitely want to do an episode. We've been talking about it where we're going to do, like, other first responder shows. And not compare and contrast because I don't really like those terms. But, like, talk about Station 19 and 911 and 911 Lone Star and The Rookie. And, like, just talk about a little bit of, like, one Chicago's influences. Like, what's different, what's similar, and just a way for us to talk about those shows. Because, like, everyone, I feel like, who watches one Chicago also watches all of those shows. So, it'll be a fun conversation. So, maybe next week? Maybe, maybe the week after that? Perhaps. We'll see. Um, we'll I, I do love how the one Chicago fandom has just, like, we've just kind of leapt over to the rookie fandom now. Uh, and the rookie fans are probably okay. like, where did all these people come from? <laughs> I don't even care. It's so good. I don't oh, care anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. So, good. so, Allison, what have you been watching right now? Besides Chicago PD, uh, yeah. Banshee. What is that? What is that? <laughs> it was on Cinemax forever ago. And I remember being upset that I couldn't watch it because I didn't have Cinemax. 
Um, it was on Prime until like two days ago when Prime just decided to take it off. <laughs> yeah. Like, no warning, no, like, no Netflix. Like, this is leaving on this date. I just go to watch episode four, and it's just gone. Or, no, you can pay for it. And I was like, right. So, library sold me out. Um, Banshee is about an ex-con. We never know his real name. He gets out of prison, goes looking for his former girlfriend, who was his, like, heist partner. She's remade herself in the small town of Banshee, Pennsylvania. Okay. He ends up in a bar with the new sheriff, Lucas Hood, who then dies in a bar fight. And so the ex-con takes his identity. And so we only know him as Lucas Hood. And so it's kind of, I'd say it's like a darker justified a little bit. Because he's kind of Voight-ish, where he does his own kind of law. Because he's Uh a criminal. So if he wants to beat the crap out of you in order to arrest you, he's going to do it. Said I only got to like episode four as and now I'm waiting for the library to come through with DVDs. But I was liking it. It was a different kind of... I initially wanted something happier to balance out Chicago <laughs> PD, but that didn't happen. <laughs> so as I progress, I'm going to have to find a happy show. Who is in Banshee? Um, Dioza from The 100 okay. is the girlfriend. Eliza Dushku shows up at one point, which is oh. why I wanted to watch it. The ugh, I'm forgetting his name. Lucas Hood is played by... Did you watch The Boys on Prime? Yes. Did. The guy who plays Homelander uh-huh. is Lucas Hood. Oh. Except, like, I know this, and I, I, like, I was, I'm slowly working on a list for Telltale what, featuring both of them, and I, like, looked at the Banshee photo and looked at the photo on The Boys, and I just, like, I can't see it. <laughs> but they're the same person. And someone else shows up that I saw when I was trying to find gifts. I can't remember who it is. It's exciting. I just, there's definitely some scenes where you're like, all right, this was on Cinemax. Got it. <laughs> From the uh, True Blood creator, I think. Yeah. So, like, all oh, right, okay. I haven't watched this kind of show in a while. But, so, but it's been good. Hopefully it stays good. It's just now I have to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Prime was tall. I, I, that would be kind of a pain, right? Like, who even has a DVD player handy anymore? Well, Blu-ray. Blu-ray, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Well, I have an old school, I have my old school DVD player, but me, Bryna. Not that I really use it anymore, but, you know, I still right. have it. Right, right. Wow. No, I I bought it when I moved because I wanted to watch some of my DVDs. And I was like, oh, I should go yeah, a little that's... bit more with the times and get Blu-ray, but. Yeah, that's basically why I still have it. If I, in my, if I go back, like, when I'm at home, like, in my childhood bedroom, I still have my, like, DVD-VHS combo in my bedroom. Like, that's real nice. cool. Legit. Nice. Nice. So, um, Gina, I, what are you watching? I mean, besides I, the rookie. Yeah, I am watching The Rookie, and I'm still watching Locked Up. Um, I paused on Locked Up to watch The Rookie, and I intend to go back to it because I can't stop. I have to finish it. Um... And Brian, I need you to watch Locked Up so we can talk about it when we cover our Spanish shows. Oh, um, yeah. I still technically never finished Toy Boy either. I need to finish that too, eventually. Maybe oh, I'll I do... need to finish Money Heist. Oh, oh, yes! Oh! Yes! Allison! Listen, I had to edit the part four review for Telltale so I know what happened. The one I did? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did it, because I was stupid. I, I think when I signed up for it, I hadn't started the show yet, and then you, your review came in, and I was like, 
shit. <laughs> so and so dies. Well, crap. I'm gonna take a break. She's in locked up though. It's like so. I, I still yeah. I still get my fix. She's in locked up. Yeah. As is the the woman who plays Alicia. Um, she is in it as well, and she's a badass on that show. Unlocked up. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Money heist. Oh my There's god. So many crossovers with these actors. Like I watched I one episode of Elite. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's you, it's you. <laughs> and then I went back to Money Heist. Yeah. Money heist is so good. Oh, so so good. Elite. All the things, all the feels. So much TV, so much TV. And since ATX is going down next week, it'll be virtual, not in person. We're still so sad about it. I'm sure we'll we'll come out of it with a bunch of stuff that we'll recap and discuss. And I know I can't wait to just like hang out. I'm mean, virtually with you guys for like ten hours, or, like however long it's gonna be. But like it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it yeah. is gonna be fun. I'm just bummed that you know we won't be like in the heat of Austin, and I already miss the atmosphere. Like. I'm supposed to be in your apartment this time next week. Like, what I the fuck? I know, I know. It makes me so sad. Like, I'm going to wake up next Thursday and be like, it's TV camp day. It's not TV camp day. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're right. You're supposed to be here in my apartment with me next week. And I'm so bummed it's not happening. I know. So <sighs> sad. So, so sad. But... I'm going to miss the patio. It's like the latest I ever stay out this <laughs> weekend. Same. So like, yeah, what is sleep? an ATX weekend. It's 3 a.m. Oh, maybe we should, you know, call it a night. Yeah. I'm getting up at 7 a.m. to get in line for something? Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Sure. It's fine. I have interviews to do tomorrow. It's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I already miss it so much. So, so much. I know. I'm sad. So that's about all we've got for today's episode. As always, now it's the right time to end the podcast. Um, I can't believe you did that. I can't can't. believe I did that either. I know. As always, you guys know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. It's meet us at Molly's right across the board. Uh, Email us anytime about anything. Meet us at Molly's at gmail.com. Guys, you can email us about the other shows we're watching too. I mean, we watch a lot of other shows if you couldn't tell by what we just talked about. Um, Allison, where are all of the places we can find you on the interwebs? Best place to find me is Twitter, um, at Allison Blair N. If you want to come not spoil Chicago PD with me, I'm happy to talk about where I am. <laughs> I was a little worried when y'all tagged me in things and you asked people, I was like, please stick to season one. <laughs> Scrolling down to what people said. It was good. Also, my mentions have not been that active in a while. I was like, oh my God, I got another one. It's, it's everyone just favoriting your tweet. I was like, oh, look at all these people. Hello. We have the best <laughs> listeners who are very yeah. engaged with us on Twitter, and we would not have it any other way because we like to talk a lot. A lot. Yeah, a lot. So it's perfect. But yeah, so Allison Blair N, right, on Twitter? Cool. Yep. Um, also head over to Telltale TV. Allison writes over there. They do a lot of good work. Um, follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I am at Bryna K13. Gina, can I say something real quick? Of course. Um, I just want to thank all of the listeners who reached out to me over the past few weeks via Twitter or Instagram or Facebook if we're Facebook friends or text if you have my number um, about my mom's passing. It's really meant a lot to me. You know, past few weeks have been hard. But all those messages and support and people checking in on me, even since I posted about it, has really meant a lot. So thank you guys. You guys are really the best. We love you, friend. Yes, I love you guys, too. for putting up with our Animal Crossing talk. 
<laughs> even like game it's night it happened yeah it's just entertaining yeah game night was a trip i still will, i love that you guys posted all those one chicago things on game night that was just like <laughs> the actual best oh my god those made me laugh so hard they were so good they were so, so good. good oh great so but, yeah. um, we're gonna do something next week we don't know what but we'll figure it out um allison thank you so much for coming on and letting us like practically bully you into being on with us it's no problem i liked it it was you're still good to come on this week i was like yeah when (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know you're coming back right eventually i know i've made my peace okay you've made your peace good stuff well in the meantime everybody have a good weekend wash your hands wear a mask for crying out loud um (laughs) social distance check on your friends we love you guys and we will see you next week bye